And hello to all you Bedouins out there. Uh, welcome back. This is going to be episode number three with the Bedouin Banter podcast. And I again want to give a small intro and say Eid Kumbarak to everybody out there. My Eid Al-Fazin. I uh, specifically this Eid, I, I like to, uh, I guess, point out and make a little bit of an effort because I, t- I tend to usually forget about it. it. It feels like the lesser of the two Eids as far as people's attention span goes. It's like... Um, it's like Easter to Christmas Eve, I guess, if you were going to equate it to something. Because the other Eid has this huge, like, you know, momentous climax leading up to it with Ramadan and everything. So you, you kind of gear up for it. But um, in any case, Eid Kumbarak. And um, just want to give you a quick update. I uh, I was supposed to have another episode out today instead of the one I'm going to be uh, presenting to you shortly with Iyad Abedi. I like this one. This is also another one that comes from the same perspective of, of geek culture and gaming and uh, Iyad's, Iyad's unique experience and perspective. But um, I was hoping to have a different episode out today, but I had some technical issues running into it. It was uh, just to give you an idea. I've been recording most of the, the ones I'm going to be airing while I'm still in London. Will have been recorded like weeks and weeks ago. So... Um, Many of them have not been going through the post-production as well as others. So there's been some technical issues trying to sort them out. And it's not like I'm at the studio back home to be able to have access to everything. I have uh, the minimum amount of gear necessary. However, we've managed. And uh, the reason I'm apologizing is because it's the same genre, I say, of, of an episode or an interview. And I was hoping to be able to diversify a bit and... Um, uh, spread out all the gaming-related ones and pepper them throughout different kinds of interviews with musicians and designers and artists and all that. So um, apologies if this seems like more of the same. Uh, it was not intended to be that way. But um, yeah, opportunity for those of you that have recommendations and suggestions of people to um, get on the show, to have a special episode with, uh, to just hang out, whatever it may be, uh, send them my way. Uh, other than that, I think everything in the episode is fine. There's some, I feel, less censorship issues than last time. Alhamdulillah. And um, uh, not much issues except some some editing near the end where we had to kind of be careful of where we were going into. As far as political territory goes, dangerous, dangerous places. But yeah. Uh, that's it. So enjoy the episode with Iyad, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully when it will be a monologue episode. Warning, the following statements, opinions, and humor expressed by Khalid do not represent that of a competent intellectual or, for that matter, indicative of a mentally stable human being. Any attempt at taking these comments too seriously will be met with a thundering meh, low-cad memes, and years upon years of emotional eating. That being said, Khalid is unrelentingly driven to providing you the most valuable commodity available to any new podcast, a pompous use of big words, deafening awkward silences, and the pursuit of annoying, unspecific small truths that kind of help, yet somehow don't.
welcome back to Bedouin Banter, all of you people on the internets around the Middle East, in the Gulf, and everywhere around the world. We are joined here today for a very special episode uh, with one of my friends from Bahrain as well. We have Ghazi before, and uh, everybody's been kind of coming from a different background, but uh, Iyad, he is known as the father of retro gaming, and he, he has some of the most extensive libraries as far as anything that dates. What's the oldest thing you own? Not own anything uh, after the Dreamcast. I don't care much. So your majority, like 99% of what you own is retro gaming. You have a background as well as, uh, uh, was it IT specialist or was it? No, I studied genetics, believe it or not. Genetics? Yes. Interesting. I told you, I'm an X-Men fan, so that, that's that, right. that, that seemed natural. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that don't know him that well, he, he actually has, uh, in my opinion, one of the my favorite uh, gaming channel or review channels as well on the uh, internet. It's called For Geek's Eyes Only. You can follow him at, uh, the tag is at For Geek's, for Eyes, Geeks only. Eyes Only. That's the one. Thank you very much for the humble introduction, in my mm -hmm. opinion. I could go on for hours, but thank you very much. You did me justice there. You tried to. And I want to laugh just for five seconds on the podcast name because you haven't told me the name I before. didn't tell yeah, you before. I That's just right. Just now. Uh, so many people get surprised. <laughs> They're like, which one did you pick? Because uh, unknown to you listeners, I had like a list of about 100 that I sent to my friends. And there was, there was a top three that was uh, Digital Dunes. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, my God. That was one. Bedouin Banter is this. This one, of course, this is one of the crowd favorites. I think the other one was uh, the Middle East Exchange, but nah, nah, cheesy did, and too corporate. Yeah, the, but those are my boring friends, so I figured yeah. out quickly it wasn't it wasn't gonna work. Banter is a nice uh, word. I love it, and it's not used that much yeah. over here. And, and I think it represents maybe the show in, in the, the purest, simplest way. Maybe and it rolls off the tongue. I can say yeah. it better when banter, better when banter, better when banter. But Bibi. I can't say the other ones. Bibi, Bibi. And uh, yeah, the same thing process happened to me and my brother when we chose for Geek Size Only. Yeah. Like we had a huge list and we kept modifying it and we were like at a table as big as this one. Right? Right. And we were just, it was a meeting, like it was a corporate meeting to decide the future of the channel. Right. So what should we name it? We had so many names, man. And every time we come up with a name, I go to Google and just create an account with it just in case. You know? just, just block it off. Make sure nobody yeah. takes it. Yeah. I know how you feel. That, that process is really special for me because I, I don't know if it's the ego playing out or... Yeah, it I, is the ego. You sometimes. think, oh my God, this is the beginning of something. Maybe like, you know, a year from now, the name will become a movie. It'll become maybe a comic <laughs> book. It'll, or it'll be synonymous with something really bad. <laughs> that bastard went to jail or got put behind bars for some reason. Bedouin banter. Bedouin banter. story. Only on Hollywood. Oh, it's like the the room, right? They make a movie about the room. Have you seen that? He's making a movie the same day. Uh, Is he? Yeah, I he's... think he's he planning to do the room too, or just the story of how they made it. What's his name again? He has a uh, Wasel. Wasel? Is it Wasel? Tommy Wasel. Tommy Wasel. I think he's Polish, who's pretending to be French or something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. He's, he d definitely does not. Uh, I don't think he's French at all. Tommy Wiseau has to be the luckiest guy on earth or the smartest guys on earth because he's making money behind the worst movie ever. Yeah, know? that's that's something to be sad, Danny. If I think this is the year of hope for me. Like so many people, you know, really, like I, I joke about it, but so many people are so depressed, you know, stuff like Trump happening. Oh and, my God, and people that are, Yeah, exactly. People that are, think that, you know, this is terrible for, for history, terrible for, you know, economies and global politics, everything else. This movie, exa exactly the same thing, terrible for <laughs> movies, but it gives you hope yeah. because if these guys can make it, 
and then anybody can make exactly. it. Anybody exactly. Anybody can make it. And that's probably why this show will m- m- not be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> if I'm lucky, it is the worst thing in the world as far as what comes out of the Middle East. And it will definitely not be the best thing. But most likely, like everything else in my life, will be very average. Wishing you all the best with the podcast. Thank and you. We're here to help, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Because I need to talk. I need to let out. I Go ahead. Got so much. I don't want to say frustration. I, I, podcasts and videos these days, they're all about people complaining. That's yeah. what, That's like the top things on YouTube. Right. An angry video game nerd who talks about movies. A guy who talks about bad. Everybody talks about bad movies. Yes. Now. Yeah. And. Like, even good movies today in the cinema, people go, they have to bring out at least one negative thing. Something that they're pissed off about. It is the outrage culture, Yanni. I I hate it even, like, video games, I can't read forums anymore. I cannot. Yeah, you can't read anything. It's just, it doesn't matter how, like, hopeful or shit good or anything, there's always going to be just hate. That is it. Can I say something very controversial in this uh, geek culture age? I would kick you out if you didn't. Tell me. People might Just make sure people. it's not local politics. What? Local what? Uh, local what? We have politics over here. We, oh, that's <laughs> below the belt right there. That's okay. an insight into the reality of this country and many others around where we very much enjoy living. And if you're paying attention out there and you're somewhere in a, a little room, you know, taking notes, <laughs> remember, we have only the best intentions yeah. for Plus, everybody here. I, I don't pay attention to politics. Um, I don't have any effect on it. Exactly. And, I don't see it affecting me that much over here. Exactly. But so just live your life, bro. Yeah. So the controversial thing, and remember, controversy creates cash. That's so true. Let, let's test this out. That's true. I don't think The Phantom Menace is the worst movie ever. Like, a lot of people make it seem like it's the worst movie Do ever. Do they still say that? Yeah. Is it, did like they mean the worst Star Wars movie or the worst movie? Star Wars, and they rank it up with the worst movie. But you have to remember, I think it's like the most one that grossed ever like was it yeah from all the star wars from movies. all the star wars movies i think it's because of the the anticipation <laughs> 1999 i remember being at the states at the time about freaking out because it's like i, I remember freaking out yeah. it was my first star wars movie that's why maybe i love it more than the rest do you love it more than the rest yeah. my favorite is um empire of course but okay all right that's the safe answer, though. That's what you could have. No. You could have become neutral and went Return of the Jedi and just be like, okay, because no, no. Jedi was the one everybody used to have controversy about. You remember that? No. Like, it, especially a lot of my American friends, because I didn't know this at all. I was when I was growing up in Saudi, and I first time saw it. Mm. Return of the Jedi was the one we couldn't get, right? And because of the Jabba Palace, uh, really? Yes, that yeah. was controversial, and, and the, the whole like until they when we finally got the proper VHSs came out. And they knew how, figured out how to edit movies and had the time and effort to do it. They removed the, the whole Princess Leia slave outfit thing. But that's the best part. I, the it's the best part, exactly. It's, all, it's in the desert. It's relatable to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's all there. It's made for me and my people. But um, yeah, I remember when that came out, my, my American friends used to make fun of me. I'd say it was my favorite. And for me, it was the favorite because I was a fan of sci-fi. You could see around the room. For those of you who cannot, it is just full of posters it's all about like Battlestar Galactica, my xenomorph skull. And uh, yeah, I'm a sci-fi nut. And forget about how not sci-fi Star Wars is. Many people make that argument as well. And it's probably... I make that argument to yes. people who say, oh, you like Star Wars, pew, pew. Yes, yeah. Like, yes, exactly. It's probably one of the deepest stories I ever saw. If you 
like there's not much Star Wars in Star Wars, by the way. Yeah, exactly. But but that's what I loved about Return of the Jedi is that it's for the first time I think on TV you see an amazing space fight, like battles, like squadrons yeah. and ships and uh, capital ships and Admiral Ackbar going to trap. We're gonna go point blank because they're star destroyers, <laughs> stuff like that. I just like I, I freaked out. I was like, I was just a, a whore for CGI. A whore for like it wasn't CGI even it was just the min the miniatures or the models whatever they used for that, but I just loved it so much it caught my eye, and I was playing a lot of space simulator games at the time, and it was like this is this is as close as I'm gonna get to anything like that, and and that that used to get me a lot of hate from my friends because I didn't know that it was people who were like Jedi's for the people that like furry little Ewok people and bear people and wearing costumes. That's the show. thing. I never care. Like, if something annoys me in a movie, I don't hold it against the movie, you know? You just tune it out. Yeah, like Jar Jar. I, I don't know how I felt exactly when I first saw Jar Jar, but yeah. later on, like you mentioned, the forms. You can't read forms. Even that day, Yeah. that's the problem that Phantom fell in. It was the advent of the internet and forums. And yes. people had lots of um, opinions and not organized opinions. So, you know, they just threw whatever and saw what stick. And, oh, Jar Jar is racist. It stuck. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, anything and everything they will find. And have, it's, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Have you heard the Jar Jar theory? Darth Jar Jar? Theory? Yes. The, 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 is he, that he's actually Plagueis. Like, <laughs> he could be manipulating the whole situation from the start. Yeah. yeah I. <laughs> I still think this is possible, but maybe he's not Plagueis, but now people are saying he's Snoke. Yeah, or, he, he's not big as those, but he, he had a bigger role. And yeah. Lucas said that himself in the, like, and what's, what was What that? was it, the, the one scene where he turns to the camera and smiles? Have you seen that? No, he said in later movies he's going to be, like, there is a reveal for Jar Jar, but I he think, never got that. I, I think Lucas is just fucked. I just, nah, I think he recognized the hate that he had, and he was like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make you hate him now. Because there is that one scene that people point to. He, George, in the second movie, I think, or was the third movie. I can't remember episode two or three. But he's walking through the Senate. He's with the senators. He's, he's one of the representatives of mm. Naboo at the time, and he's not really part of the movie. But he puts him in there, and he kind of, I swear, breaks the fourth wall looks directly at the camera as they're moving on and smiles at you like, yeah, yeah, hate me, mother <laughs> Just hate me. I'm here forever. If you made one of the best movies I ever saw and people hated you on, you'd do that. Yeah. Uh, I excuse Lucas. Well, he, he, g he gave us more good things than bad things. Well, see, this is the thing I personally might not relate to to a lot of people. I'm going to pull out the Saudi card here. I'm going to okay. do it repeatedly throughout the show for any of you, any of you that get bothered. Wait, I, I didn't bring my Bahraini card. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no. I mean, probably should explain to people that you are Bahraini in the first place. They, get, they can't see your brown skin. So Yes, uh, my blood runs red uh, like the river of your blood. Yes, it does. Yes, like so. the river of blood that Moses brings onto the people. No. Uh, no? What no. I said sounded like something from Westeros. But okay, I'm going to go stay back from that then <laughs> avoid the biblical references while you're on the air but as i was saying i i noticed that even even me growing up in that country and everywhere else there's an appreciation for what can be done right so if you're a friend that goes out makes a movie right and it's shit, but you you're so used to a culture that is yani that just gives up a lot or you know projects just don't go through falls through the cracks people just are not motivated to kind of you know try something it's yeah. either all or nothing i noticed that mentality yeah like I, we talked about earlier like the point of making anything good here seems to be like this is mm. my theory if you 
have a counter theory or opinion, uh, you're yeah. welcome to share it with me and I will consider it. But yeah. unless I see different, I won't change my mind. Uh, like, okay, we're going to make a movie. Okay, well, what's the goal of making the movie? Making something great and then just claiming to that greatness of that one movie for the rest of my life. Well, we, like, So when, when you fail because you put all your effort into something and then you fail, then you stop. Right. Because, oh, what's the use? I failed that time. Right, because it is we have we have a culture here of of fail or succeed. But the the flip side of it, for those you don't know, we mean Yad were kind of talking about this before the show, and it's it's just my frustration personally with this idea that you know there are people that watch the content if it comes out from the Middle East or from you know people they know, and they're just so proud of it, and sometimes in a good way, sometimes in an undeserved bad way. But there is either a flip side where you know full appreciation that somebody went out and tried the effort. Or just full condemnation for trying something that is not 100% perfect. And that reflects in any kind of content creator. They are always living on that knife's edge of, you know, is my stuff as good as it can be? But then maybe not meeting the expectations in a healthy way. And so it just either burns out, fizzles out. A lot of, you know, egos are burst. A lot of, you know, in, inter kind of like community disputes and drama. And like, <laughs> man, honestly, I've seen cosplayers fighting with each other about who, like, you cosplayers, what, what have you got to fight against with each other? He cannot get in your shot. You can't get into his shot. Exactly. But I don't get it. They find it. It's a Bedouin thing. We just <laughs> fight, man. We just fight over invisible water. And, uh, like you were mentioning about content creating and stuff like with my youtube uh, channel my videos i do them in arabic i was from the beginning i wanted to do it in english i wanted the whole world to see and hear yeah uh, i think gamers over here or pop culturists like really have a different and unique experience than yeah. everybody else especially in the west uh, so we're not basically copying what they do we don't play the games they play just because they play them no. right yeah um, but admittedly, I went through that phase though because you, you don't know what it's kind of like the Japanese during like that Meiji era. If you ever watched Renoni Kenshin or anything else, or you stuttered, studied history, not stuttered history, but <laughs> if you studied any Japanese history, uh, not being pretentious as I am about that, but j- just specifically that era, it was like the Japanese were trying to figure out how the West was successful and they decided, you know, we're just going to copy everything. Have you seen Japan in the 1920s? It's not different than New York. It's, yeah, because they thought, you know, we'll just be like Europeans exactly. and somehow we'll people succeed. Wa- Japanese people walking with top hats. That's not a stereotype. They it, used to yes, do that. Yes, that yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Top hats, like uh, the Abraham Lincoln top hats. Yeah, it's overcompensation in the other extreme, right? You, yeah. You, and then you kind of like come back to the middle and figure out, well, this is something that the West does, right? You know, I'll take that. This is something that doesn't work for us or we can't translate it in our culture. But we still have that. We have people here yeah. that will, and I'm sure some of you bastards out there are going, I "Well, know what you're gonna yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> nugget, you bastard, trying to sound like an American." <laughs> I I know this is going on, but plus or that other type, the the maybe left side of the chicken nuggets and whatever. Yes, yeah. He'd say, "Oh, but the West stole a lot of technologies and books from us, and oh. like." crap it's like dude a culture is global yanni what do you want like it's it's we're all sharing the same stuff knowledge is knowledge yeah the chinese uh, created gunpowder but who perfected the gun 
exactly. The, like the West. It's exactly. There's a ton of stuff that just goes back and forth. And I, this the is, Japanese, the Chinese used them for fireworks. Yeah. The Americans, uh, the West used them for firepower. Exactly. I was telling people at the start of the show, like the pilot episode, yeah. uh, that it's it's really annoying because you can be stuck in both sides of the world. So I'm not one of those chicken nuggets that does not associate with like i actually i have friends of mine from saudi that are like first i'm sure some of you bastards out there that think you're you're like you represent arab patriotism at its finest you would not hang out with these guys you'd find them embarrassing and awkward well it's just a fact of what kind of culture do you feel like you want to represent exactly i say this a lot and people don't get it i say to people i'm an amphibian you know it's not that I disassociate with these people and I said, so, no, I'm me. I can be in this room. I can be in that I room. I can be that room. I yeah. can be in that bunker. I can be in that penthouse, right. whatever. No shame people, as well. Yeah. People don't get that, you know? Well, some some people feel like you got to pick and choose. Yeah, some. exactly. I don't because this is, for me, this is the point of this kind of a show. It's, to showing, it's showing that this kind of a culture, that you can call it chicken nugget culture here. Mm. But I've noticed chicken nuggets exist in China, in the Philippines, in Korea, in the States. Exactly. Everywhere there is like this same subculture that grew up watching the same movies, watching Goonies, watching Back <laughs> to the Future. They, they got onto forums at around the same time. That's why meme culture, if you go to like 9gag or anything like 4chan, it's, there's no one like nationality that d- defines it. Exactly. It's, it's universal. Yeah. So you get this kind of like, I feel we are the first generation of people to prove that cross-culture globalism is not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. because we all kind of retain our own unique comedy. Let's mm-hmm. say, for example, like Arab comedy, you'll see it come out in 4chan sometimes when somebody links a specific kind of like, yeah. you know, a post or this is what we do with our cars back home. You and know, it's this, funny. It is funny. Yeah. And that kind of meme travels. It becomes viral. And then people take that and they do the Western version of it. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't know why people want to pick and choose. It's the crap. Okay. Uh, I went, we went off topic, but yeah. like with my way channel, off topic, like the black hole. I'll make a video and it'll be nice and everything. And I'll be proud of it. And I'll get these weird comments, not from everybody, but the problem is when it comes from a follower that like has been there from the beginning and support me all the mm. time. Uh, Iyad, I know your content is in Arabic. Like uh, people really at the beginning had to force me. Iyad, don't do English. Try Arabic. Right. You know, get your grounds here. Get to be known here then do english like i have my english scripts ready i can just start whenever and, and what was the the reasoning um just to pick up as much followers from here because you know you're gonna be in events here you can yeah but i don't see the point I, I i feel like yeah if, if you if you're always gonna be worst at what you're not passionate about then as good as what you are good at, because no, you're no, not gonna miss- i'm passionate it's the same topics yeah it's just the language at the end but do you lose a little bit of your characterization? You feel like you're more yes, my expressions mostly. Yeah, because I like English. You have like so many words for the same thing that come yes. in levels like yeah. epic, legendary, awesome, amazing. You know? Yeah. Arabic, ajib. Well, yeah, this, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's not the same level of like. If you look at all my comments, they're all ajib, ajib, ajib. <laughs> I, I got sick of the word. Yeah, ajib for, for for you guys that don't know English speakers and, and heretics all alike. You blasphemous people, you the Westerners, <laughs> the, the scum, the, the infidels, the infidels of the world. I am pointing my index finger up, <laughs> so you know, into the yes, sky. That's a, yes. a true threat right there. Whereas the ajib is like amazing, like great. It's pretty much it's represents there. multiple uh, multiple things all at the yeah. same time. And um, there is Rawa or Fella. Fella is very local. It's not. Yeah. 
But those are the ones that are kind of emerging from nothingness. They're, they're, yeah. they're becoming a and thing. And some now. of them are extinct. Like nobody uses them anymore. Like I haven't heard Rawa in a long time. Yeah. Well, th- th- here's the thing. If m- slowly, little by little, we're going to see, I feel, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this. An Arab Renaissance? Yes. Well, because they're letting us talk in the way we talk around our friends. Because for, for like I had a white friend who was living in, in Bahrain and he's like a proper, like you hear him? Harragi. He's white. He's white. Like like American. He looks like Captain America. Like okay. that's how white he is, okay? Like nice. Conan O'Brien had a baby with Captain America. He's nice chin there, strong chin. Yes, chiseled, like he's made out of the same factory that they all come from after okay. that. But that guy, he grew up in Harak. Like he, mm. his dad was like a selling, you know, sports vitamins and he was kind of mm-hmm. like a, a trainer here and everything else. But when he spoke Arabic, it was our Arabic, the street level. Mm-hmm. Right? But a lot of people, when they're, you know, from the West or anywhere else, and they learn Arabic, they learn al-fusha, you know, al-ma'tadil, or, you know, the, the, whatever it is that they're, they're kind of trained to, mm. the, the proper qawa'id and everything else. And then they show up here, and they feel a massive disconnect. They're like, what the hell? Like, I spent all this time <laughs> learning a language, and it's useless. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, to me, what I hope this new language will become. Because when we, for those of you that don't know, me and Iyad, we kind of recently did commentary in Arabic. Mm. For the online esports game Overwatch, right? It was for a local tournament, everything else. And no, 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 it was a MENA region. Yes, tournament. sorry, you're correct, 100%. The studio we were broadcasting in was locally in Bahrain and it was for the whole region. That was comfortable for me because usually I don't get to talk in my Arabic. In it's just, it felt naturally, Annie, especially with you guys. And see, a lot of people like, uh, thank me for this like when i talk to them like i have emirati friends saudi friends kuwaiti friends mm. when i'm kuwait i speak their tongue yeah because i know it yeah. it doesn't hurt to not speak it so i just do you feel it. like you might offend them a little bit no no <laughs> even like in, 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 in bahrain and kuwaiti is, it's like you can yeah hide but, but uae depends it's, on yeah. where you are oh it's different man yeah yeah yeah. boy well if so i get like messages from my fans Iyad, your video was amazing but I felt like it was very Western. The video was in Arabic. What do you mean very Western? No, the ideas, the way you presented, the way you stand. I'm like, what's what is that? That's that's people. That's not Western. That's people. That's what I don't think they yeah. get. So he's like, I I feel like he made he made a point with this. He's like, I feel like you wrote the video in English and then just translated. I'm like, that's exactly what I did because the information on the internet of. A video game that was made in America comes in English. doesn't come in Arabic. Exactly, yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm a fast translator, so for me, writing it in English is way better for me Yeah. than yeah. writing it in Because if I write it in Arabic, wait, what does it say here? The yeah. game is slippery? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can't do direct translations. It's just really... Like, sometimes you can. And, yeah. and what you did was you took something in English yeah. and you kind of converted it to, to the equal kind of loose language that you'd find when here. When I speak, but written, I need it to be written in English. Yeah. So um, I've, got, I've gotten that comment a lot, but I'm like... Is the video good? They're like, yeah, but try to make it more Arab. I'm like, how? How? They send me a video of this guy and that guy. I'm like, I'm not trying to imitate guys. Since what you're telling me right now tells me that I'm unique, but you're kind of telling me I'm not unique in yes. an indirect way. And then they complain that you're not unique. Like yeah. the kind, and this is the, the, the kind of the mind f- happens this to me. This guy is doing it and it's successful. Just do what he does. Why? Yeah. 
You guys want like th- th- I've never seen a place where I've I've honestly I love my people. I love my friends. Oh I, my god. It is just they they want something different but they want the same. They want the same exactly. <laughs> just same but different face. Okay, we'll have the same content whatever. Like I'm not trying to bash anybody on YouTube mm-hmm. but like let's say somebody does a video You're going to see that video five, four times at least. Same video, just different faces. Right. Nobody adds not one grain of salt to his video to make it unique. Yes. Which yeah. is sad. Because like, they're following a formula. They're thinking that yeah. this is how you succeed. And video games, man. Video games, is an, it's, like, it's not like a movie. It's an experience. You can play the whole thing, but it could play out for you differently. Well, it's the same thing people when when they listen to podcasts, right? I know for some of you maybe I don't know, maybe maybe I do add enough of my own character or personality into this, maybe not, but for at least some of you out there, if you listen to a podcast, maybe not mine, as somebody else's or you watch a a certain YouTuber or a caster or a streamer whatever it is, you the best thing that you enjoy. I remember hearing Kevin Smith say this once oh. about him watching movies, right? Yeah. He'd say, "Oh, I never see movies about me." And he meant his guys, his culture. Yeah. Right? So he just went out and did movies that were about the things he understood and, and what he, his friends talked like and how other people he knew talked like. And that became such a cultural hit for everybody there and, and translated to so many people globally. Kevin right? Smith was one of the first people to reference movies and yes. movies. Star Wars. Yeah, uh, exactly. Star Wars to be specific. Like Kevin Smith's story Nobody talked like that before. so inspirational to yeah. me. And I have I have a lot of friends that are directors, and when I mentioned Kevin, yeah, but he's fat. He's, ah, his movies are boring. Yeah, but it's I mean, what he represents. That's what they don't get. Yeah. I think he he really does go against the system there, and and exactly yeah, that's what I like. Even though like saying I'm counterculture and whatever over here, it's so negative, man. Yeah, like for me, I'm totally like I don't know how to say it. Yeah, well, I'm 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 super nonconformist, man. Yeah, like. Before I got this gig job that I'm working right now, you would never see me wear a suit because I just hate it. It's not comfortable. And <laughs> well, how do you how do you go to work in a suit or a thobe? What do you? I would love to go to thobe, but um, they don't let you. No, no, no. Um, how can I put this? My movements were not made for thobe, oh. <laughs> especially my height, man. It just sitting and getting up is a yeah. Hassle for the, for the people that can't see him at home, he's he's a pretty big and tall guy. Like, and I can emphasize the, emphasize the big tall and big. Yeah, I'm thick boned. Like he is say. scary, by the way. If you, if you <laughs> I would love to one day see him slap somebody. No, man. People pay me to slap people, and I never took like a hundred really? bucks. Yeah, then that's why, that's why man. Yeah, keep, keep your image clean, I guess. Where'd you grow up again? In in Senate or? Sanade two one two represent. I didn't even know there was like a postcode thing to it. It's like you know Miami Beach three hundred five or because no, our our neighborhood is very calm. It, it's like, yeah. but Sanade is like pure Bahrain. That's like really Sanade means middle, so middle yeah. of Bahrain. Yeah. But like Sanade was nothing basically, like a few houses and blocks. But now it's different. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, um, like. Uh, I don't know, it was very quiet, similar to here right now, an area I would never come if you have. This is a very white here. area, though. Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> I was telling him earlier, there was like, uh, the area I'm in is uh, it's perfect for Saudis because we feel very protected. Very isolated. <laughs> very isolated, surrounded by white people. And where <laughs> where the white people are, it tends to be a lot of security. So yeah. maybe that doesn't do well for my image for you bastards calling me a chicken nugget out there. 
But uh, we'll take we'll take on the challenge. We'll see how identity goes. And I, I dare anybody. You know what? Let the Rem- chicken fillets and the burgers. Let the fry chicken now. fillets, the coconuts, everything. All of you around the world, show your power. Be proud. I want to show you a picture of me wearing tho because I I like I, yeah. wearing tho to be honest, but it's not comfortable it's for me at least. And I don't like the normal nesfa of the the truck. Yeah. Uh, I just love the Hamdani, like the Emiratis do. Oh, uh, you just like the... the I perfected it. Like a Saudi guy taught me. Uh, no, he wasn't Doser. He was Atebi. Like one day I came and it looked horrible. He's like, come here. That's not how you wear it. He's like, did you learn? Do I have to do it again? Okay, I'll do it again. Yeah, for 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 listeners back uh, at ho- uh, back home, for the listeners at your house, uh, for <laughs> listeners <laughs> for your listeners in uh, abroad and places that don't know what a qatar or shmag or anything else, it's the head scarf or the head wrap. It's not the turban. Not the turban, no. But it's the flying Lipton uh, head scarf. Is it a head scarf? We'll it is a head scarf. <laughs> yeah, head scarf. Yeah, and it's like it, 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 the way they do it in, in the Emirates, they wrap it in a very specific way, and it looks badass. Whenever you've seen Instagram accounts, you know, yeah. with, like it's the best one that looks good with shades. <laughs> you know, exactly. it looks really good with the shades. I have to yeah. say, I admit it. It's like if you see a guy with a tiger, usually has that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it helps that they're. Uh, um, they don't have kings, but their leaders, their president, right. d- wears it as well. Yeah, yeah, it gives it that authenticity. You know? It's it's formal and informal at the same yeah, time. Exactly. It's such a weird thing. I I told my work if you'd let me, I'd come like that every day, and I'll do the best job. But they ever. don't. They, yeah, I think the Amanis have it best with the, the little gavia thing. because yeah. <laughs> they just put it on. That's it. They're done. But I can't tell if that's formal or informal for them. It's a uh, it's, it's it's unusual one for us. But yeah, that's uh, I think like it always seems to come back to identity in this show, and uh, Iyad, as he just kind of described for everybody, is uh, somebody that sees it from maybe the same perspective I do. Do you, would you agree to say we're all chicken nuggets, brother? Yeah, to we somebody's came, eye, yeah. we came from the same pack. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like it's there, there's like we're levels. branded the same, yeah. Yeah, there's levels to us, you know. There's yeah. like it, like for I remember this guy once told me, was it? No, the, you wear Batman shirt, you wear Superman shirt, you're yeah. the same. <laughs> you are exactly the same in everything. You wake up at seven a.m. in the morning, both of you, and yeah. you go to bed at ten. But you know what the b- is? I, like like I said, I'm I'm very comfortable around all my very you know very conservative friends. You know, like not a, mm-hmm. a word of English. We're, we'd hang out, you know, we'd watch anime together. Everything else is fine, and it, they'd always make me feel like because it's like the second I start talking to an American and they hear the accent, they hear the language, they hear everything else. There's something that clicks in their eyes. There's almost like a form of betrayal there. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why. I have no idea why. And it's so ironic that the second they need it, you know, like, oh, we're at the embassy together. Do yeah. you know? What I mean? Oh, they're like, oh, you sound very white, and you're, and you're, you're like, and I'm like country club white for them. Oh it's like God. perfect. <laughs> Golf club white. Oh my God. Same, same, brother. Yeah. Like, um, I'll tell you when I when I went to study in Australia, I kind of told myself. Um, I quasi told myself, okay, don't make Arab friends there. You're you're in the West. Don't make. I knew a lot of people that were from Bahrain studying there. But, but that's said, a common thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say like, no, they are bad. You are not talking to them. No, I said, yeah. we have in Bahrain, Saudis, Kuwaitis, Qataris. Yeah, you want to explore every day. So I'm like, wait, at, I'm at down under, brother. Yeah. So. Might as well meet new people because the Arabs over there, all they do stick in groups. Yes, it's true. Very clicky. From the day he was born in Australia until the it, day he leaves, same. It's a safety group. net. It's a bubble. That's what yeah. it is. It's it's. I need to feel comfortable. 
So just just for a reference, where where did you study in Australia? I studied in Brisbane, mate. Brisbane, that's the same yeah. as my wife, exact same town. Seriously? Yeah. Sir. Where did which university? I don't know. Queensland. Maybe, maybe I QIT. think so. I think Griffith. So. I think it was Queensland. I'm not sure. Oh, it's a really good university. Is it? Then no? you're. It's still Australia though, so. Like, then she's smart, man. Is she? No, yeah. All right, tell her that because she doesn't believe me when I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So, what was it like there? You, you. So, so the first couple of weeks I was fine. Like all my classes was good until they changed my math class and stuck me in the class with all the Arab kids and the Muslim kids. Mm. I just realized that everybody in that class was Muslim for some. Is reason. Is this the English language kind of like year? The the. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first yeah, year. Yeah. It was basically high school for yeah. me. I aced everything except. Um, I had troubles with one thing, but I, I got really good at it. Yeah, that. they put me in that I, too. I, I'll tell you what. It was um, it was called research art, which is basically how to write proper essays and yeah. whatever and yeah. presentations and all that. First semester, I messed up. But first semester was like 30% yeah. of the whole year. Second semester is 70%, and it's one like project. So they gave us the list of projects, and I'm like, I don't like any of these projects. They suck. They sound like high school projects right i'm, I'm an australia mate i want to do I, yeah i understand like, that the first year especially if your english is good as your english is really good as well so it's 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 my it english got bad when because went, of that yeah yes i know exactly what you mean it's the influence yeah and so uh, what happened was i said uh teacher can i uh, our teacher was goth she was amazing but everybody hated she her. was a goth she was a goth no yeah like she, she f- showed up and Full goth. No way. Well, I'm loving Australia it, now. Australia was amazing. You get these teachers. So, so doesn't that intimidate all the Arab people there? Because <laughs> this is the first thing they see. Like, you can isolate the ones that have culture shock. If you can't handle the goth, you shouldn't be in Australia. Get the hell out. I don't know why Australians sounded like rednecks. But <laughs> uh, some parts. Okay, so what happened was I said, can I pick a topic? She's like, yeah, just run it through me. I'm like, um, positive uh, influences of video games. Okay. She's like, yeah, but can you be more specific i'm like well for starters this was in 2008 i'm like um online gaming is a big thing right now and it kind of separated all the gamers so everybody stayed yes, at home so i'm like yeah. in the 90s when I you was, were used well, to couching you were, you were with your friends. arcades arcades yeah, I arcades, focused on the yeah, arcades same here man so many things that like i read and put on that essay like video games help you uh, and your eye and hand coordination. That's right. Yeah. Stress and problem solving skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spe- well, if you play the right game, then definitely. And if I could write a paper as well about this, I would say the truth, which is gaming is so good for depending on which game you play. The skills will be isolated on certain things. Some are all around great skills to have, and others maybe not so much. But you know, you you go to the arcades. You go to anywhere where, for example, let's say fighting games. That was a social yes. experience for me. I yes. was like five or six and i was socializing man yeah first time i went to an arcade and i saw a community kind of like playing together over king of fighters all the snk games you know uh samurai oh he's showing you the picture as he finally found it he's like been looking through his phone for like an hour to find it (laughs) he's he's wearing i have to kind of post this later for people to enjoy it (laughs) i'll send it right okay so but yeah uh, for, for for that semester i got the full 70 mark you got that mark. 70 full. Because you, you wrote a paper about arcades? Gaming and uh, positive Did you review a specific game? game about? No, 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 no. Like, no. Just not. interactions of the 
players in the. Did you were you honest about some of the negative stuff? Did you say? Yeah, I mentioned a lot of negative. Like stuff. Well, you had to. You had to, right? Yeah. But that's what I start with online gaming. Everybody's stuck in their room. And yeah. The comfort of talking to anyone anywhere in the world. Yeah, it's weird how that works because I was talking about this in the first episode that there's so many of my, uh, like so many of my very the very like prominent relationships with people that changed my life. For example, I was playing World of Warcraft for a very long time when it first came out and everything else. And there's people that I met uh, for over like maybe a period of three years, would raid with them heavily, you know, play in this competitive level. And then a group of them, we got so like it it started becoming like, well, you you hit a climax. Either you're escaping forever, right? You're just trying to get out of something or you decide, you know, I'm going to get to know people. So I met these people in real life. We, for the first time, traveled to the Philippines, learned how to kite surf from them, right? Learned kite surfing in the Philippines, backpacking for about a month. And for, with people I had never seen in real life before. It was just an entire like online relationship. And, and to me, I saw the, the, the two sides of it. It can be extremely unhealthy or extremely amazing for your sense of discovery, your adventure, your, your coordination with random cultures you never thought you would con- come, come in contact with. Now, there's something our people don't do as well. Backpacking. Yes. Going in the outback to the bush. And well, we're the desert people. Well, it's, yeah, but it's happening now. Have you noticed that there's people in Bahrain, a lot of people going to Oman. Like Hip- our, hipsters. Yeah, you're right. They are hipsters. <laughs> okay, you're going, but you don't have to shove it in my face. I've right. been doing it a lot, but yeah. I, a lot of people don't know where I went. Yeah, yeah. But if you ask me, oh, I've been there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you're right because it's it, it's funny. Used to, like I, my dad used to always. But go. I'm gonna say a point. A lot of people might hate me for it. People go to these places now to say, oh, I went there. Yeah. Just to come yeah. back. No sense of exploring or anything. What, how did you get? Did you have? Um, my dad was a, a falcon. Like I went out to the desert. Translate for you guys. Like everything. Like he was hardcore about it. And when it was. Summer, it was the fishing, right? Mm-hmm. For you, did you always start off as a backpacker, somebody who was outdoorsy and wanting to go to trips, or was it this part of like uh, a new experience personally for you? No, no, I, I, I don't do it casually, but like if I'm somewhere, like let's say, okay, a lot of people go to America. Where do they do they go to? Well, clubs. <laughs> that's the first thing on everybody's mind as far I, as my people I was going to say Vegas but you're okay, close yes it's <laughs> the clubs in Vegas yeah. Reason, yeah. but yeah. if if I go to America which is my dream yeah. and I haven't gone there because I don't want to go with any commitment I don't want to go as yeah. a student I want to I don't want to go as a tourist I'm going there to get lost to be honest right yeah I'm the same I'm, yeah Yeah. so you want to see what you I, can't I, find I'm going to yeah. land in JFK and I'm not going to see any concrete buildings for a long time <laughs> Why would you go to New York then? Why? Why? why the I'll just land there. Like landing, a, yeah, just there. Connecticut. Uh, sorry, uh, connecting flight. I don't know why I said connecting. <laughs> some association in my head with that. It was a terrible trip at once. But um, yeah, you just connect and you go to somewhere else, and you're traveling on like yeah. rural, rural America, the beautiful countryside, the amazing reserves. I, I had so many friends as well, Saudi or otherwise, that did not know that they they have amazing like you know parks, nature parks, you know. All these preserves. Yellowstone is the, just the one they advertise. Yeah, but there it's huge. It's tons. Like yeah. just driving through the country alone is amazing. Again, this is how good talking to you is. Let's go back to the class with all the Muslim kids. <laughs> yes, all the Muslim kids. So intimidated by the golf teacher. I, I, I was so pissed. Uh, so I'm like, oh God, no, not this class. And the, like, I usually sit in the back row, not because I'm a naughty kid or anything, but yeah. I'm tall and that's where I feel comfortable in the dark corner. Where I belong. Just there, uh, brewing. And it was full already with all the kids. And I just sat kind of away from them. Yeah. And then, like, 
by the third or second week, I think, one guy, because the, the bell rings and I run, run out straight to is, the next class is it, just is to it, avoid. Was yours content. like, was it yours like multicultural or because like, yeah, mine was like dominated by my, our people. No, and no, then the, just, the other universities. Yeah. Because I think uh, you guys, uh, Saudi had a sponsorship with the other universities, but right. not ours. Right. So Saudis, we had little actually. We had one guy actually with us. Yeah, because it's always the two. If you're if you've never been an international student who went to like an ESL year or whatever, it's an mm-hmm. English language class or that, uh, you'll notice the the two co- dominant cultures, at least in the UK, was like 60 percent Saudi. Yeah. Then like 35 percent Chinese, and then like the random China, Nigerian somewhere. Do you know, yeah. <laughs> like there's that's the, the the other like the others of the world. You need a lot of people. So yeah. I, I usually always run out of class. So this time, this guy from the back runs behind me and it's like, hey, ta-ta-ta-ta-la, ta, 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 you're yeah. Arab, right? Yeah. I'm like, uh, yes, yes. And he's like, where are you from? I'm like, Bahrain. He's like, oh, nice, where are you from? Uh, I know people. <laughs> he's like, come on, dude, come in class. You don't say hi to anybody. Yeah. Just, you know, just, you know. Get to know us. What's wrong with you, yeah. Iyad? He's like, no, man, I'm, you know. Just, uh, I don't know what excuse I gave him, but he's like, give me your number. Let's hang out tonight. I'm like, uh, I don't have my phone. He's like, I saw your phone in class. Dude. Oh, no way, dude. <laughs> he's hitting on you, man. That's... He's like, I'm like, he's like, write down my number. And I didn't write it. I just held my phone. He's like, give me your phone. He's like. So he seems like a positive forward person, Annie. Yeah, but yeah. this guy today is one of my best friends. <laughs> That's good. See? Yeah, like that day was a Thursday or a Friday. I went out with him and I stayed in his place for two weeks. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what happened in those no, two weeks. No, he had like a huge McMansion, man. And we no, just, I, I just yeah. had a room for my, myself. See, man, he felt lonely. I think maybe he was like... Yeah, there yeah. were people there, but you know. But at the end, out of all the Arabs there, we were the odd ones. We were the odd group. Uh-huh. Because each of us had like a different uh, hobby or interest. What was he into? Uh, he was into a lot of things, but mainly he was basically a rapper, huh. underground, living the dream in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what did you guys like? Did you go to one of his shows? Did you like help him he, out? With he, his... he records at home. He had like a nice no small way. set. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Get beats. Was it like? Was he trying to like? Is this was a passion of his? Because I know a bunch of guys I met there that was. Honestly, they deserve to live there. Like they deserve to kind of like try to, you know, be big or, or yeah, do something. Yeah, but it's like, always no. I have to go back home. Yeah, the yes, there. always that. But yeah. you feel like sometimes you don't know where they are, what they want. But you felt this guy was like legit about it. He wanted to. Um, no, he. I think he still raps in UAE. Does he do it in Arabic or English? Arabic and English, both. But when you we were there, mostly English. But I yeah. ha- I listened to his Arabic tracks as well. Oh, that's cool. But he wasn't forced into it, right? Like no, no. not like us, like no. or you at least. I'm not. <laughs> I I get to get away with being the white person in the white community. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Like I that that experience for me was uh. It's oddly it it's I met people in Wales when I was studying there that I like you know they were friends of mine, great mm-hmm. people. Some of them from Jeddah, West Coast Saudi, and uh, other people from like Kuwait, Khafji, I don't know where else. And you know. You you have fun when when there's extremes. Our people are very bipolar people. <laughs> you either like instantly love them, they're your brothers. You know what I mean. Like, and people call me a Gemini, but yeah, you know, I'm a Gemini too. Really? Yeah. Why, why is everybody? I'm um, sitting with this. It's because we're crazy, and, now, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I, guess. I don't know what it means. Apparently, like 
I don't believe it, but people, oh, you're such a Gemini. They're so into it. My wife got me saying that now. She's like, she, I never used to say that. I'm like a hardcore science person. So I, I don't really. Science is the only way method. Yeah. So whenever she says Gemini, I just try to think of Battlestar Galactica. Like, <laughs> I'm from the planet of the Geminis. That's where I'm from. But no, she's, she's, she was really into that and believes it fully. And I'm, I, I think I read somewhere that it was not e- it's not even accurate because the horoscopes you have today mm-hmm. are not aligned with today's, uh, the stellar drift of stars and planets. Okay. So what you think is actually you're a Gemini, you could actually be a Taurus if you're updated. <laughs> because the Sumerian calendar, whatever it is, is 2,000 years off of the mark, you know, as far as stellar drift between planets and all that other stuff and stars. Quick story. I know somebody who used to work in a newspaper. So one day the guy who writes the horoscope is sick for a week. So they assigned this guy to write horoscopes. Right. And he calls in the guy, so where are your books and where are your sources? Where they actually it? write it? Like yeah. there's a person to... Like the guy who puts it there. In the okay, but he like copy-pastes it from somewhere. Yeah, so he's not like, like studied the thing or like I don't know. legit horoscopy. Like I, I didn't ask. Mars is in retrograde and whatnot yeah. is in... So he's, he calls up the guy, so where are your sources? Where do I write the right. stuff? He's like, just make up anything, dude. Come on. And he did, and people started complaining. Really? Yeah. What did he say? Was he like? Did he offer? Like, yeah, he 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 said gave some bad advice things. to me. He's like, you guys are gonna die. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> no way. He said that. Oh my god! And because you're not supposed like it's supposed to always be advice or good news that or applies something very general, very generic yeah. applies to anything. You know what I mean? You, yeah. That anybody would look at it, be like, ah, you know, that is me. I I'm kind of like that. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna get money today, or <laughs> <laughs> I like. And to you build. find like ten fills on the floor. Yeah. And you're like, yes. It was true. Hey, I, I, it didn't say an amount. It or, said money. Or it's like, so it could have been Bitcoin <laughs> or WoW Gold or whatever it is you're into. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so like going back to that class and when my friend met me, mm-hmm. oh, I'm always doing this. I'm drifting and Don't worry about that. digressing. This is the but best that's part. that's me. That's me. That's the best part. Don't if worry I about didn't it. digress, it's not me. It's what I makes can... it real. This is what people hear. They don't want to hear what like tailored, custom, professional sounding Arabs look like. They want to know <laughs> what we really talk like. So, and we are. By the way, we are not representing Arab culture in any way. Arabs are individuals that are uh, diverse <laughs> and uh, live in the sand. Live in the sand. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. The an advice from me to everybody: just be yourself, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And just don't be a criminal. That's but yeah, yeah. <laughs> please stay away from that. Or we'll so, chop your hands off. Until my friend Muhammad met me and introduced himself to me. By that time, like the three weeks I was in. Mm. I I'm I uh, I became friends with every Japanese person with us in the whole school. No way. Yeah. Was it you guys are, like? And uh, they all called me Eddie Chan, Eddie Chan. Well, are you a big Japan culture guy? Like, are you Japan? Are you, yeah. People yeah. Uh, people like find it strange when they say, "Oh, you don't watch this anime. You don't watch this anime. How do you know so much about Japan?" Because uh, oh, you don't watch anime. Not that much. I love mm. anime, not but not to. That a is bad weird, though. Because I brought it up, uh, I think, in the first episode, I think, I was saying, you know, that for people that don't know, especially like Western culture people, they don't realize it could be very Arab, not Western, but you could be Arab very into Eastern culture. Otaku. Otaku, yeah. <laughs> and and th- those guys never get any <laughs> You notice that? Yeah. I get because I'm, I'm talking like the white people. Why doesn't the guy that talks like the Japanese get right? And, but, and Saudi, K-pop is big in Saudi. I'm yeah, like it is. I'm shocked. What the... 
Huge. Like, I can't follow the history of it. Can I? It's can huge. I see where it started so I could follow up? But what? What is it like? Because you're you're unusual. You're a unicorn as far as I'm concerned. And uh, amphibian. It, amphibian. Amphibian unicorn or catacorn, whatever it is. <laughs> you just want the horn. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. It's, no it makes you magical, and then okay. I can claim you as my own. Uh, <laughs> as an as as someone who's met a lot of people that are into Japanese culture. It's very rare that I see somebody who is what I consider into the real Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, because um, the Japanese feel offended when you come and you think all they're about is like anime, anime yeah. video games, and they're really not like that. Sonobaka gaijin karo. You know, like for me, like I'll tell you the Japanese aspects within my personality. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say huge sushi lover. Mm. I'm a huge sushi maker. I love to make you sushi. You make your own sushi? Yes. Nice. I love the Japanese kitchen. Like, not just eating, like the methods. Preparation. The psychology, the ideology behind it. It's so amazing, man. Philosophy of stuff like Philosophy, exactly. Like wabi-sabi, I, I think, is one of them, or stuff like that. Like no, just like making things simple. And there are a lot of uh, philosophical ideas when you open a business Right. And uh, like, let's say if you open a coffee shop, like even your neighbor, the guy who owns the store next mm. to you, like, let's say he wants to open a new business. He'll consider you and say, there's a coffee shop next to me. Why should I open a coffee shop? Right, right. Let me open something else. So the person who goes, gets the coffee, comes to my store and gets cake. Yeah. And so I don't steal his customers and, you know. It's kind of a unique way of, of living life. Yeah, but this, here this you go to Jidali, every store is a phone <laughs> shop or a shawarma shop. There's nothing else. Is, we don't have any other shops in Bahrain. You, you open a really successful, like, organic shawarma shop, everybody opens an organic shawarma exactly. shop. Next to you. He yeah. buys the building next, next to, to you, you just to open that store. <laughs> Because it's yeah, it's that's why people like the same way reason you were you were saying before that the people pushed you towards being the same as other you know game reviewers or commentators and yeah, yeah act like because that's the formula for us. And I love Japanese history. I just read about it randomly. Just right. open anything, and Wikipedia is your best friend. I th- I think it's it's surprising because like I, I make and, I, but one thing anime eh, I watch but yeah but you're not I watch because it's good not because it's for me like yes. My, I think the first, like Dragon Ball, everybody watched Dragon Ball. I didn't watch And that. I didn't consider it anime at that time. I thought it was a cartoon. Right. Because we watched it in English. But when I found out it was Japanese, it didn't do anything to me. Yeah. I didn't want to. I went back and watched it eventually all in Japanese, but it didn't do anything like, oh, Kami Kami Sama, Edi Sama. No. Didn't add it, anything yeah. to it. Yeah. It was but, better. So but, how did you get introduced to Japanese culture then? Uh, since a young age, uh, it was fascinating. And when I... But I, did you I, see like a movie or a game or, or something that started it all? And then you were like, okay, I actually want to know what real Japanese people are like. Or was it maybe a friend you met in school or something like that? No, no. Like you said, Japanese people fascinated me. And, and when I, I was in a room with some, I yeah. wanted to know about them. And, uh, and it's not just Japanese. I met like Malaysian people, Indonesian people, Chinese. and. So why do, you, why do you think that for some... Uh, Middle Easterners, you know, forget the otakus mm-hmm. that are are in love with the the the, the nostalgia of what mm-hmm. the things they grew up with. Why why do you feel like there's not more people that if they you know if they don't if they, if they don't like the chicken nuggets they don't like the Western influence why not 
focus on the Eastern influences. Why not like see the Japanese? They seem to have the same problems we have with identity yeah. crisis and oh, fir- man, figuring you out. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard like, stuff, man. Um, I had a book because uh, I studied as well Japanese in university. Mm. It helped me a lot. Right, I made right. even more friends when I was Can there. you speak Japanese? Uh, <laughs> I am san uh, yeah. I need practice, but katakana and hiragana, I know. Which one's the tougher one? Which one's the one that's for like fork and spoon and like uh, kanji? Kanji, right? That's yeah. the easy the one you find in airports and stuff. No, kanji is the like one character could be like a sentence or whatever. Oh, okay. So like that's the It's not alphabet, it's characters. Gotcha. So okay. you have alphabets A U E U A M like that, but kanji is kanji like uh yama, mountain. Did you do you want to get into that because you felt you were like it's you you can't access their mentality, their philosophy without understanding the language? No, knowledge is power, brother. Yeah, I, but was it lost in translation? Like the movie. No. No, no. <laughs> Please I just had, don't hate me, people. <laughs> I had an empty semester and I said, why not? All right, okay. But you had the friends there as well, exactly. the, the Japanese they speakers. Lot, they man. were there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, about fascination, I don't know. Nintendo, maybe, <laughs> and uh, so g- g- let's get back on track. Why? Like, why do you feel like they can't like assimilate their their ideals, their our, values here? Our people, like yeah. you mentioned, yeah. because our identity is so mixed up. Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of my friends don't even have an identity. Like they stick to whatever. Like if they put a little bit more effort, their identity would be so much amazing. If their individual identity. But because they're, what do you call it, flipping around, you get lost, you get well, confused. You're you're not open to anything else. What's wrong with flipping around though? Like I feel like it's like flipping around a lot. Like you mean not f- focusing on one thing and no, just like, like one day you're a biker, the second day. Oh you're yeah, a, but you mean like uh, just as a thing, a phase, you know? Yeah, phase. You see, that's I don't know. Like I see some people that do flip a lot, maybe, but they do get into the core of that person. You know, or that culture, whatever it is that they're they're kind of into. They, maybe they get into Harley Davidson, as like you said, a biker or something. Mm. But there's a lot of people, like you said, they just do the surface, like superficial stuff. Oh, what you what are mean? the other sheeps doing? Sorry, <laughs> people, I'm not. <laughs> but this is the best way. Like we're here, expression, yeah. expressing. So don't worry about thing. it. It's yeah. good. Like we're not. Like I said, no politics. And, no. <laughs> and the other thing. No is local politics. Yeah. Not everything is for everybody. Right. So if you're not like a lot of people. Who was it? I think a while back somebody was trying to convince me to watch something or something. I'm like, dude, I gave it a try. It's not for me. No, but you're missing out. You call yourself a geek and you don't watch something. He pulled out the card bad. And I think like a while back, the same guy about a different, about a video game. Was this this an anime that he first told you to watch or like? uh, I don't remember. I think a TV show though. All right. Okay. But then a video game. I'm like. But you're a gamer, you have a YouTube. Yeah, but doesn't mean I have to play everything. <laughs> like, uh, what do you think is more? The movies you like or the movies you hate? Hmm, what do you mean? Like, what, what do I... In general, like, uh, tally, number, count, head count. Of how many movies I like compared to how many I hate? Yeah. Oh, wow, I don't like... I don't like to hate movies i'm like you like i even the movies like that i hate i enjoy just watching and having okay. fun you know movies you watch versus movies you didn't watch oh okay movies that, a lot of movies i didn't watch Definitely. especially now especially Definitely. now like i'd rather like there, there's movies that i like maybe 10 years ago i'd watch just to understand cultural references mm-hmm. whether i like the movie or not i just want to know you know this movie always comes up like let's say uh, you have a Groundhog Day episode. Groundhog Day, great movie. Watched it as a kid, never really knew you what it was. Probably watched Family Guy. 
Yeah, so I think no, was it Family Guy? No, I think it was Stargate. Stargate. Okay, Stargate. I was watching Stargate, and then they had like they were saying, oh, another like some somebody in forums or something. It's like another Groundhog Day kind of episode, and they do it over and over again, like in shows. So I started figuring out. Oh, I want to know what this language is, like that's because yeah. this it used to be there used to be a time like now all our words are kind of like intermingled, like we all share the same language as far as memes and everything else. Mm-hmm. But before, there's a lot of language that you know somebody like Kevin Smith would say or references he would talk about. They'd be like the. F- is that just something uniquely American? I, I need to find out. What it is yeah. it? What is it? You know what I mean? For me, it was The Simpsons. It opened like that yeah. world to me. Like, you know everything when The Simpsons talk about it in the episode. American politics, pop culture, music scene. Right. The underground scene, the crime <laughs> scene in America. So The Simpsons taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was that your driving force, you feel? Because it was for me. Like, a lot of people ask me, where did you learn to speak English? Did you grow up in the States? Did you have, like, uh, were you in a compound? No. Did you grow up in the States? No. Is it's, your mom American? Yeah, no. no. It's, like, it's, it's like, dude, I just really liked the movies. I liked, yeah. I liked the culture. And I'll, you, you know people that are crazy into, let's say, the WWE. Oh, you are. You yes. are. I forgot that. Yes, yes. you are. Shit. Definitely. Yeah. See? Th- Wrestling. It's crazy is in the Middle my, East. Is my main dogma in the whole pop culture thing. And I learned the most from wrestling. I learned business. I learned <laughs> acting, giving speeches or promos as right? they call them yeah, in wrestling. Yeah. And characterization and character development. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. Wrestling is all about character development. It is. It is. Yeah. It's about psychology. Overarching story. It's about creating that like uh, anti-hero, hero type of bad mix, and then you know heels the real and faces. Yeah. It, yeah. You you've been watching Glow as well. Have you enjoyed that? Or no, no, that's that's a wrestling term. I, I f- first heard it when I was in, uh, watching that show. I uh, did not know uh, the term. I want to get to watch it. They say it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think you'd like it. And um, like heels and faces, like us marks, marks are like the fanboys oh, right, who yeah. know everything about wrestling, you know? In the 90s, we knew that. We knew those words, but a lot of people don't. Today, because of social media, oh, he's a face. Yes, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there it, was a pride in getting to know subculture stuff that wasn't accessible. Yeah. Like now you can't really be a subculture guy. Do That's you know the mean? biggest problem with the WWE. They can't hide their thing anymore. Like yeah. back in the day when The Undertaker is in an airport walking, he was The Undertaker. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't Mark Calloway. Right. Today, like, uh, what's her name? Alexa Bliss. She's like the top villain woman in the the in the WWE, and right. she's the champion. And she's a villain. She's a great villain, even though she says, I hate being the villain, and, but that's my job. Yeah. I have to do it. Like, she's the villain, and she's so menacing and yeah. evil. Yeah. But the next day, she's on Instagram posting picture of her. It's, in, it's, in Disneyland you with think kids. this is the downside of being so interconnected that we've lost yeah. the niche freaks that would know all this stuff like you would know this right I was talking to Ham uh, the guys from D&D the other time the first generation of D&D players in Bahrain and when you talk you hear their stories about what would happen <laughs> when they lose a die you know like just one dice just like all, all any of the whole dice the one die anything their whole lives shatter <laughs> trying to figure out rules no internet you know what I mean exactly all that stuff made you have to be specialized and you when you knew your shit, like you would know your books like Dune, mm. Star Wars, you would have to like specialize. And that, I don't feel that anymore. And I feel kind of like, maybe I'm delegitimized myself. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the, this, this generation and the coming one, you've got a lot of hurdles. Yeah. But definitely. like for me, like I don't like it when somebody, like I'd, I'm not being a snob, but I've been reading comics since... 1995 1995 yes oh wow so i've got a 
huge encyclopedia based off the comics I read. Today, somebody would read a Wikipedia page quickly and come argue with me. I'm like, dude, you weren't there when they were developing the character, when they transformed the character, yeah. when they... It's different when you're but, waiting week by week for but that. But comic book debates never end. That's Especially the problem. Especially with the stupid movies these the, days. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so difficult. I, that's why I can't. I, I used to be so big into comic books when I was growing up. And mm. uh, so it was because my mother would always go out and buy like her own stuff. And she'd come back from Jarir. And, and like, it would be the only thing I'd have acce- accessing, like, accessible that was outside of video games. Mm-hmm. That was that key, key kind of culture. So I'd get Superman. I'd get Spider-Man. I'd get everything else. But... I hated that, you know, they'd rip the pages out, be marked. I was talking to Ghazi about this the other day, that they'd also, it would be out of order. You couldn't get the comic books in the correct... Impossible, that's... It's like, well, how do I read the story, goddammit? When I grew up and started traveling, like, I filled any gaps I had before I bought anything else. Right, yeah, yeah. So if I had, like, issue 188 and 257... First, uh, first objective and mission is to fill that gap. Yeah, yeah. And I did that with mostly X Men, because that's my favorite. That like, was the one you focused on. Was it specific arcs and, and specific just story? The, the X Men are very problematic because they'd have like four uh, main comics ru- uh, running in the same time. So yeah. it was Uncanny X Men, X Men, and X Factor and X Force. Excalibur. So. Yeah, but yeah. Excalibur, yeah. I didn't... Uh, it was before my time, yeah. Excalibur. But Uncanny X-Men, that was my main thing. I had to read it no matter what. Yeah. And so what is, what's your explanation for... Like, we know why comic books got po- popular, but what, mm-hmm. what is it about wrestling that made it so popular in the Middle East? Uh, in the Middle East? Yeah. Consider, like, there was so many third world countries mm-hmm. that were... Like, one of the things about Glow, for example, I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of throw off on a tangent here. One of the things about no Glow... No spoilers, please. No spoilers. But one of the things about it is it talks about, you know, how, you know, the characters are. It's, it doesn't make it seem like, it's you know, people are offensive or they're, you know, butthurt over the fact that people do characters that might be mm-hmm. stereotypes like the mm-hmm. Iron Sheikh is, you know. Uh, Iron Sheikh used to get threats every day and he did his gimmick for over 15 or oh, so. Oh, wow. Years. He got threats, shot a couple of times. That's from who? From like rednecks and like people yeah, that? No way. Because the Iran crisis was yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought sh- that up in the show, by the way. Yeah. Indirectly. He, he got yeah. shot a couple of times, man. But oh, he always shit. wear like a bulletproof armor. Him and uh, what's his name? Sergeant Slaughter during the Iraq yeah. war. He turned. He he was with uh, Saddam. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Shit. Even Iron Shit, I think. Uh, who was it? One of them got stabbed three times. I'll make you humble. <laughs> but look at Iron Sheikh today, the king yeah. of social media. He is. He's yeah. made a huge comeback. He has, he has a movie, doesn't he, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I uh, funded that movie. Not, Did you? Not much, yeah. That was a Kickstarter thing, or was it? It was a GoFundMe, probably. Oh, okay. Think. Or uh, Indiegogo, I think. All right. So what, what, let's get back on track on that. What, mm-hmm. what is it you think that made it popular for people here? Even though, you know, your culture is being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you be okay with that? And people no, are all around the world our, were okay with our that. Our culture wasn't stereotyped. Iron Sheikh was Iranian. Yeah, but people didn't know that. You yeah, know people, that. People didn't you know, know that. that. But uh, I don't know. You had uh, really good like uh, Arab wrestlers, like the original Sheikh. He was from Lebanon. Right. He's uh, Sabu's uncle. Sabu had an Arabian gimmick, but... Sabu was born raised in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. You know? Yeah, yeah. as far as way, as far away as you yeah. can't get from that. But the the original Sheikh was the single most greatest wrestling villain in the world. Kids used to cry in the crowd when he yeah. just comes in the ring, man. See, that's what. What then? What is the effect? Is it because we like our soap operas here, 
with those stories, the 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 no, drama. Re- remember that, back in the day, the stories were minimal. Yeah, you're right. Today, they like in the '90s, they exploded. They hammed it up in the '90s yeah. and post that. Yeah, yeah. In, in the '80s, it was all territorials. Like I remember, like a couple of times seeing on TV, Dusty Rhodes, one of the biggest wrestlers in the world that time, <laughs> wrestling in a school gym, like against a, a nobody, and like the crowd was couldn't be more than 200 people. I remember the first like memory I have of wrestling is the Ultimate Warrior. That was just the, something about him stood out to me the way he looked. Then he, I had like the Game Boy. I can't remember which one it was WrestleMania or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just I remember that phase 80s, like 80 to 90. I don't remember the 80s. I was born 85, but the early 90s and everything. But they used to rerun a lot. Of yes, and I told this to people the other day on the show that it was people don't know that we get things late. So, no, not late. They just rerun them. But yeah, we got stuff that was rerun or late. I'm sure you guys were the same late, way. Late, yes. Like you'd get DVDs like what, three, four years? No, not DVDs. I'm I mean, speaking VHS. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I keep, I forgot beta, the, I'm speaking beta. Betamax, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some stuff late, but we got reruns. The late stuff is not the mainstream stuff. Yeah. They were always late. Even cartoons and whatnot. Always, yeah. But mainstream stuff like the WWE, they used to show them. I Because... I would talk to somebody who's like 10, 15 years older than me. And I remember like a Hulk Hogan match from 1984, let's say. He's like, you saw that on TV? I'm like, yeah, but I saw it in 92, maybe 93. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I didn't know they rerun. I'm like, I've seen the whole 80s just in reruns. Like the whole wrestling in the 80s reruns. Right. Yeah. Well, So do you feel like it was just something to talk about for us and we were... You know, it's kind of like it, it, you could either talk about football, mm-hmm. you could either talk about sport, you know, like cars. You know, for some of us, it was gaming mm-hmm. and other stuff. But for a lot of people, before even gaming exploded, the thing people would talk about was wrestling. Like it was because Vinnie Mac marketed Vince McMahon marketed. That's why I'm tell I tell you, I learned a lot of business dealing and from wheeling that, from yeah. that. The guy really, really is a true businessman. Right, right, right. And. Um, what was it like? Um, a lot of these other wrestlers, when they come here, they tell you a story. Oh, in 1980 something, uh, a sheikh invited us to Emirat to play at his son's birthday party, yeah. and he gave us like a large amount. And he's like, and like I think it was Bret Hart, yeah. And he asked the sheikh, "How did you hear about me?" This is before Bret Hart was even famous. Yeah, he's like, um, I don't know, like a, somebody was in America, and I asked him to bring like wrestling tapes. And he got old Stampede oh, tapes, no which way. is ca- Canada's uh, wrestling territory, which wasn't air on America or anywhere else. So that's else. some very niche yeah. stuff, like it's a so connoisseur he, of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he liked Brett and just he asked to find his number. Like this is before Brett was ever famous. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he'd tell you that story. Even, um, even recently, I think Mick Foley and Tommy Dreamer were in UAE in some sheikh's house yeah. and... Because some, I think one of our friends met McFoley in uh, America, and he's like, "I'm from Bahrain. Do you know Bahrain? Bahrain." And he's like, "It's Bahrain." Bahrain. Yeah, McFoley, <laughs> mankind. Right. He's yeah. like, "It's Bahrain," and I've been there before. We we stopped by uh, because we had a sheikh from UAE, and he wanted us for a show. Right. Yeah. At his son's birthday. Whatever. Yeah. See, the, there's still like a lot of people that are obsessed about it. But yeah. do you feel like the majority kind of have peaked for a long time? You mean like I don't see as much of the average everyday person talking about no, it. No, that's the problem they have today is the people who watch just watch yeah. for no reason. 
So it's it's a global not, thing, not yeah, just Yeah, they're here. not getting new people to watch. Yeah. Cuz I noticed like here people man they've, they're like everybody's converted to the real thing. Everybody wants UFC. They want yeah. they, that's been That's the, why social media ruined that experience even when like when I was a they kid They killed I, the lie, Iad. Yeah. It yeah. was a lie. When you reveal the trick, خلاص. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's no because yeah. when I was a kid everybody would tell me it's fake. It's fake. We yeah. call we call that word in wrestling the F word. Yeah. That's the oh, F word in wrestling. Yeah. So, but you guys knew it was fake. That's the no, thing. No, I right? didn't know it was fake. Oh, you didn't know? No, no, no. Like, come on. Look, the way it was presented was so perfect that okay, you know, I I didn't even call it choreographed. I'm just like, it's just a couple of dudes in yeah. the ring having fun. <laughs> that didn't sound right, but <laughs> that just, just a bunch of athletes, very uh, sweaty, oily men. <laughs> they are, but but no, no, no. I got you. I got you. I, I look, like it's it's. It's there was also like even today. If I watch it today, yeah, you know it's it's not real, right? If you watch it, it now, it looks not real today. Yeah, but you still like every now and then there's something that catches you into yeah. it. Like you're sucked into it. You're uh, you're like you're like oh, and then you're, you're like, oh, oh they're gonna go back to the old days. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's weird. I don't know what it is. Look, I don't know what it is. It's hypnotism. It's NLP, man. And the people like you're talking about, like the hardcore fans, we lived in the in a rare age of wrestling. Yeah. Because wrestling went from that really old style of wrestling into the 90s. The 90s was a unique style of wrestling. Right. And then the 2000s, you know, with the internet, with all that, they had to change and adapt. And this is what we have today. So we saw that transition from the real deal to, to, the, yeah. to what we have today. I'm not going to say it's, the, it's fake, but... It's fake, bro. <laughs> it's always it's, it's, it's always been a lie. It's choreographed violence. People. Yes, choreographed, <laughs> but it's still, in my opinion, an art form. It's yeah. storytelling. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like I can't, I can't say it's fake when I'm f- I freaking run D and D. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I see how people, like they, you would, if you do a convincing enough story, if you're there emotionally, mm. the audience is there emotionally with you. You've transported them to somewhere real. That's that's the point. Today we stick around just for the story, not for the wrestling. Ah. Uh, Back that's then it was that, yeah. That's today it, I just follow the story. There's no other reason to watch. You mean? Today I could sit and skip the matches, just know the result, not the result, the conclusion. But is that what people want, or is it just that's a byproduct what, of just losing the like immersion is broken and now that people, for a fact, know it's fake, they're exposed yeah, to the UFC. Because I'll tell you, like, let's assume we have a time machine and I take a guy from the 1940s or 50s, mm. the heyday of wrestling. Yeah. And bring him today and show him. He, what do you think his reaction would be? He just kill me right now. <laughs> just take me out of it. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. See, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's because it's you want. There's kind of like an uh, unspoken bond or an agreement where you know you have to maintain the illusion mm-hmm. because this is something that provided like a little bit of joy to people. A bit of creative. Exactly. It's, it was an escape, man. Yeah, to me, it was. It was an escape. an escape. Definitely, like any other. But I think you know, with like the. So much, so many people are educated now about about like no, you know, no. So many people are snobs. That's what do you I think mean. that's it? Yeah. I, I always thought it was because so many people are like I know so many people that do jujitsu now. There's a lot of people that do everything that's either MMA related or they just watch it and they everybody wants to be a pro, an expert about it. Free you know? country, bro. You can do whatever. Yeah. Well, that's a good uh, place to end it on uh, on something that could be a half truth. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Yad. We went a little bit over time, but Salah was it was fun while we did it. There was a lot of topics there. Bunch of maybe editing that needs to happen, but not for the parts that we were talking about, just for the parts where maybe we strayed too much into local politics. 
All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Bedouin Banter. I'm your host, Khalid Adosoye. And with me in the studio, Iyad Abedi. The geek from the Middle East. The cheesy name I chose for myself because people used to call me the beast from the Middle East. If you can remember from which movie that was, that'll be amazing. In the last 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Iron Sheikh? I don't know. No, it's from Malibu's most wanted Cal Penn's character. Ahmed, the beast from the Middle East. And he was a chicken nugget, basically. Was he? Yeah, so, you know. (laughs) Well, there it is. That's the end of that. Don't forget to follow me on For Geeks Eyes Only on Instagram. You heard it. YouTube. At For Geeks Eyes Only. You find him on YouTube and Instagram.